It's time for That Was The Woke That Was with Andre Walker. Oh, hello and welcome to That Was The Woke That Was, the topical quiz show that goes through all of the wokest stories of the week. And I guarantee absolutely no snowflakes allowed. On my team tonight, I've got Charlie Sampson and Lacey Butcher and Emma Barr and the lovely, beautiful Pete Barnes. Let's get this party started. So first of all, Pete and Emma. Meghan Markle has told Hillary Clinton that she's considering running for US president in 2024. Well, we've, we've known this has been a long time coming. She has been fame hungry from the get go. I always mention this. Do we not remember when she first came over here and uh, she wanted to date a famous celebrity? Hmm. And Matt Cardle, the winner of the 2010 X Factor, was, turned yeah. her down. <laughs> Turn Let's not down. forget that. Let's not forget oh. that. You know what? There's, a, there's a club in West London called the... I don't know what it's called. The, the Dive Bar or something. It's, they name it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Outside that bar, mm. that, the bloke walked out and said hello to me and shook my hands as he walked past. And it was Matt Cardle from the next factor. <laughs> What's going on with what, him? What, what, what? what? He's Who is he? He's clearly a big fan. Do you want to know yeah, what he's a yeah, big yeah. fan. Oh, no, really and funny. let me just say, let me just say, whenever Matt Cardle watches Talk TV, <laughs> he always tunes out. Yeah. <laughs> What's say. interesting is that Prince Harry will become the first man of America. Let's ask you this. Would you rather the first female president be Kamala Harris or Meghan Markle? Oh, that's question. a tough moral question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> OK, let, look, we're going to have to ask the audience. Come on, audience. <laughs> Who would rather Kamala Harris? All right, Harris? Chris Tarrant. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hands up. Who would rather Kamala Harris than Meghan Markle? Oh. Oh. Oh, that's controversial, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, I Boy, what do you think? It's a tough one. It's a tough one, isn't it? Is, do you know what I'm going to go with? It's tough. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to go with? I, I reckon we could probably, we'd, I'd probably prefer Meghan Markle because at least we'd rid her from the United Kingdom. You know how when you get like a, a narcissistic loony in the office, you always want to promote them out of the way. That's what to do yeah. with. We Meghan all work really. in politics. Yeah. 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 It'd, be, it'd be the first time we had out of the way. It'd be the first time we had a special relationship with Meghan Markle. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. That's why we were invited her. Anyway, uh, Meghan Markle has told. Hillary Clinton that she's considering running for US president in 2024. Is it true or false? It's not true. I don't think, I it's, don't true. think it's true. I don't think even no, we'll she false. would do that at the moment. Yeah, false. Thank God it's false! <laughs> okay, so students at Edinburgh University are staging the world's first gender-neutral production of Jesus Christ Superstar featuring a non-binary Jesus. Is it true or false? Well, it's university, so anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, but it's normally the University of Stirling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, d I don't know how much you know about this. Frankly, this is one of the most horrific stories I've heard in a while. Jesus is meant to be played by a non-binary. But where I really, really take issue, because Jesus is a figure, is, is he's more than perhaps a sex and it's is more of a symbolism thing. All 12 of the apostles are, none of them are natural-born men. They're either female or non-binary. So everyone in Jesus' crew None of them are men. It's the first time I've heard the apostles called a crew. Jesus' entourage. Jesus is cruel, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're both like lads on tour, but they're yeah. not lads, are they? Well, so the, the interesting <laughs> thing is this as well, is that the Andrew Lloyd Webber, who wrote the show, uh, like his production company, because you know you have to get licenses to, to put the show mm. on, has said that the pronouns of the songs can't be changed. So there's a very famous song in the show that says, I don't know how to love him. 
but they can't say he don't know how to love them. They have to keep it as him. Mm. Like, otherwise they lose the license to, to put the production Absolutely. on. So it's really funny that the, the production's trying to say it's all woke and it's all progressive and everything, but Andrew Lloyd Webber's gone, no, 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 don't mm. mess with my classic. It's quite, it's quite <laughs> yeah. funny, actually. Don't you go messing with my Jesus. Don't you go messing with my Jesus. And the, the, the whole story, I mean, they've had posters up there that have been vandalised. Yeah. They said that the production was uh, gender blind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't see it. I can't yeah. see it. I thought, I thought we were meant to be That's what they want. They what want yeah, us I'm to not so see confused. their user. God. Yeah. No, but then, and then they said, you know, we could have we put men in it, but they said that it was an initiative that they really wanted to push forward so they could have a more equal opportunity. Well, it's not equal if you're pushing forward gender neutral, is it? I mean, you know, it's come on, it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, besides, Jesus wants to be a fisher of men, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that wasn't gay. <laughs> in those days, there was no such thing, yeah. right? They just weren't interested in those days. They were too busy arguing with furrows and, uh, and I don't know, doing gladiatorial sports <laughs> of some description. I, I don't know, I wasn't around. <laughs> but it's something roughly on that roughly. level. Maybe it? everyone else should get a bit busier then, yeah, look, rather look, than having you know, to talk yeah, about this the whole bloody time. Yeah, just, just think about it. In those days, Piers Morgan would have been a scribe, wouldn't he? Mm. <laughs> like one of the people that Jesus did like. Students at Edinburgh University are staging the world's first gender-neutral production of Jesus Christ Superstar featuring non-binary Jesus. Is it true or false? True. I'm going to go true. true. It is absolutely <laughs> true! <laughs> are you concerned, by the way, Emma, about the toxicity of the British Empire? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. okay, I was going to ask if there was anybody who wasn't concerned 10 years ago, but is concerned now, because it's relevant to the question. Oh, right. Scottish okay. actor Alan Cumming has returned his OBE after 14 years, saying it, he does not want to be associated with the toxicity of the British Empire. Now, I'm not being funny. I think there's some credibility with not accepting one to start with, but suddenly deciding, I've just realised that something that happened 150 years ago, mm. I don't like. What I think it really shows is the kind of, like, the spinelessness of, like, modern celebrities saying, like, they just move with the times, move mm. with whatever's the wokest thing in the news or whatever the, is in the zeitgeist as it is, mm. and then they just kind of, like, follow it. They're not really leading anywhere. They're just like, oh, pick me, pick me. I want to be part of this. Yeah. And um, it, it is just... It's just annoying. It's But let's not forget Alan Cummings is somewhat of a darling of the SNP. He called Brexit voters stupid. It's disgraceful. It's just another virtue-signalling thing. You know, it's like having... Uh, Ukraine in your Twitter bio, what's that actually achieving? Uh, it's yeah, just another yeah. woke thing. Yeah. It's like it's like taking the knee for the Black Lives Matter. What am I going to do? I'm just removing Ukraine from my... But I did it first. As, as, um, <laughs> as a member of the Brexit Party said to me, uh, Baroness Claire Fox, mm. she said that Andre went to Ukraine before it was fashionable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, in both respects, I'll tell you, I stayed in the Hotel Slobbertich in Kiev <laughs> 10 years ago. That's not real. That's not real. <laughs> no, it was called the Hotel Slobbertich. I'm not joking. You know why I woke up? There was, like, drips coming uh, from the ceiling, from the room oh, above. Oh, God. Right. Hopefully, they were just water. I was oh, going to say. Check. Anyway, back on to Alan Cumming. <laughs> yeah, uh, all I wanted yeah. to say... Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with Peter and I agree with Lacey as well. It was a bit one. of a fruitless act. Is, yeah, yeah, is. Like, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he accepted the award and 15 years later, he decides he's now got an issue with colonialism and British uh, past efforts with savoury. That's it. And um, I don't know what he's learned in the 15 years. He was granted it because of his efforts for LGBTQIA plus acts. Well done. Uh, thank you. He might want the colouring book. He'll want the colouring book. We can send him this. We'll swap him this for the OBE. Yeah. 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 What, what, we'll what we'll do is we'll also we'll send him a bump of special prize if he puts all the stickers in the correct <laughs> places. And there are quite a few of them. <laughs>
this whole idea of celebrities kind of trying to attack the country, you know, these people make a success of their lives, make a lot of money. As Andrew Breitbart said, the biggest beneficiaries from capitalism are the people in Hollywood that slag it off. Absolutely. I think it's absolutely disgraceful. We really need to get away with this virtue, from this virtue signalling and disparaging behaviour when actually they're being recognised for, well, you might not think what he did originally was particularly worthy of an OBE, but they are being recognised for what some people think is good work and now they're sort of throwing it back in our faces. Should, should yeah. we, should we uh, cancel him for his cultural appropriation of Russia? You know, what this does, it takes away from all the good stuff that the monarchy has done across the Queen's reign yeah. and, and hopefully Charles will become a great king as well. Um, and I think it just makes the monarchy seem m more evil than it actually is currently. You know, the past mm. is the past. You can't change that. But right now, do we have a, a, a terrible, tyrannical monarchy? No, we don't. No. He's not really that big of a celebrity anymore. He's trying to, like, kind of get on their coattails and kind mm. of boost his own uh, profile again. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, I'm just bored of him, really. Pete, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but is there... If you're a woke celebrity, if you're somebody who we think is just basically a hypocrite and is doing it for effect, is there a huge benefit with accepting an honour and then later sending it back when your career flags in order to get the publicity? Oh, yeah, 100%. Maybe he's got a tax bill. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's got it. Because um, if you look at Eddie Redmayne at the minute, you know, he won an Oscar for playing the, in The Danish Girl mm. and he played a trans character. And now he's in it, he's work, got himself all worked up over whether he should have taken the role. And I'm like, well, give back the Oscar and give mm. back the money that you earned from the film. If you're that, like, perturbed by what you did, give the money, give the money but back. Exact, but it's exactly like uh, Lucas and Williams, isn't it? Where they've mm. decided that Little Britain was unacceptable and can't yeah. be brought back. Yeah. And it's like, it launched your career. Yeah. I mean, if you walked around dressed as a woman pretending to be Emily Howard. I mean, in what way do you actually really regret it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you know, ironically, out of that, that's, that's, the, that's the figures that they say that's the worst of them, the, them dressing up as transvestites. Not, not blacking up, no. not doing blackface, <laughs> not, not all the horrific jokes that they Making made about obesity, disabled people. Yeah. disabled people, yeah. So, Charlie and Lacey, Scottish actor Alan Cumming has returned his OB after 14 years saying he does not want to be associated with the toxicity of the British Empire. Is it true or is it false? True. Yeah. It is true! <laughs> so to Emma and to Pete, a question about a party leader now. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon caused confusion this week when she said a trans woman is a woman except when she's in prison. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain that's true. It it's is. really got to be true. It is, because I have to admit, she is open to can of worms and all of this is of her own making. Can of sausages. Can of sausages. Mm. No. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I'm not being funny, but uh, it, it just seemed like this could actually be the start of the downfall of Nicola Sturgeon. Like, uh, the, I think the vultures are starting to circle. A, a lot of her MPs are starting to back away from her, her, MSP, her MSPs as well. They're, they're nowhere to and be so seen Pete, on this Pete, issue. Just, just to let me know, are they backing away because they're happy with her position on trans or unhappy with her position Pretty on trans? Pretty much unhappy with it. Like, if you look at the, the GRR bill, the Gender Recognition uh, Bill, eight, was it 81% of Scots were actually against the bill wow. in the first place. So they've, they're really pulling away from it because the backlash has been incredible. I don't... I think this has been a, a, a absolute mess for the SNP. But the thing is, it's all of their own making. Mm. They were told multiple times this bill was going to end up being rejected by they were told, they were told and they went by, ahead with it anyway. They were told by Fraser, we're all going to die, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to die. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, Scotland has turned a bit funny recently, hasn't it? They've banned haggis in um, in old people's homes. Yeah. Mm. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. They're tying themselves in knots completely oh, over this issue. And as you said, it is totally of her own making. Yeah. And I think it's more one of the examples of this sort of 
sometimes gotcha journalism, actually making a very serious point. When you look at the effects that it's having on in prisons, for example, and in women's rights in general, mm. it really isn't something that's particularly funny or it is just a very serious issue and the fact that she doesn't have a position that makes any kind of sense is yeah. deeply worrying oh, she yeah. is the leader of their country did you yeah. um... i mean i just love i just love the concept uh, of of a woman's a woman, except when she's in prison. Oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how is how is that the definition? So basically, Can you imagine the definition? We've decided the definition is not having a penis and testicles. The definition's not having a cervix. The definition's not having breasts. It's whether you're in prison or not. I mean, how on <laughs> that makes any sense? So, ba so basically, being a woman's a right that that can be taken away and yeah. stripped from you, like mm. voting when you go to prison. That's a yeah. good point, yes. actually. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. so everyone has a right to be a woman mm -hmm. unless they go to prison. Yeah. In which case, they forfeit that right by being a criminal. When you think about it, um, this is all to get another Scottish referendum, okay. in my opinion. I think they thought they were going to get this through and Westminster will intervene and they'll say, look, the English are trying to stop us from yeah. doing our own thing. But when you have a society which isn't based in any truth, mm. the foundation is based in delusion, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. I completely you agree with You get these kind of problems coming up. And unfortunately, I, you know, not unfortunately, I, I think she should go. I mean, yeah. I, I agree with you, Peter. I think that, you know, this is the beginning of the end because she's tried to play politics. Yeah. But it was a big... It's, with people. I, amazingly, what you're saying is, it's like the ultimate ruse. What we'll do is we'll strip women of their right to be women mm. when they go to prison. We'll give that right to be women to people who aren't women, who pretend to be women and wear dresses. Bloody hell, mm. just, have a, just have an illegal referendum, love it, Peter. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm well, confused. You've got us all confused now, Nicola. Uh, and also, the other thing that's hilarious about Nicola Sturgeon, she constantly gets accused of being Jimmy Cranky. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so the whole trans... It's just run out of control in Scotland. Yeah. But I think I think it's funny you mentioned the referendum, but I think this is where it all stems back from. Mm. Don't forget, Nicholas Sturgeon got her nose right, rightly rubbed in it by the Supreme Court when they said that they yeah. couldn't hold a referendum. So she wanted to pick a fight with Westminster to, to reignite the independence debate. And if I was a member of the trans community, I'd be furious at Nicholas Sturgeon. Mm. She used that community as a political weapon. And that was it. She didn't care about the gender recognition. She didn't care about any of it. She cares about independence, and that's it. Has Nicholas Sturgeon said that a trans woman is a woman except when she's in prison. Yes, definitely yeah, true. It's absolutely, unbelievably true! Edinburgh has become the first city in the United Kingdom to ban meat from schools, hospitals and nursing homes. Absolutely no haggis for the old people of Edinburgh. I just wondered if you thought that was a good thing. No. Why not? Choice, freedom of choice. But there's no freedom of choice for the animal that gets killed for the meat. Tough shit on the animal, otherwise it would be overrun by animals. By the time you get to a nursing home, you should be able to drink, smoke and have sex. If you're talking about, say, nursing homes, people won't get to eat their haggis, which is a great tradition in Absolutely, Scotland. yeah. I mean, Burns Night's just passed, right? So what are they going to do next January if, if, that's, if that's out the window? Would you want a bit of chicken? Chicken? Yeah, have some chicken. I'm skinny, so I've got to eat meat. Yes. So I think it's, I think it's a kind of a fascist thing. That is called popcorn chicken. What do you think? Oh, we're dying. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> do you think meat should be illegal? Illegal? Illegal. No way. Well, because people in Edinburgh want to make it illegal. Uh, eat kitchen? Illegal? I think we're struggling a little bit here, aren't we? Yeah. It's our tongue bolt. Huh? Tell me your tongue. Oh, yeah. look at that. Why do you have that? Because uh, it tickles you when you're having sex with somebody. I wasn't expecting that answer, I'll be honest. It's the reason you're talking to me, because you want to steal some fried chicken. 
No, thank you. I don't want it. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. I thought the reason they'd come over was specifically. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Thank you very much. God put animals on the earth in order that we can put them in barbecue sauce. I totally agree with you. Absolutely right. Sorry, sorry for all of the vegan. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe this. Walking around Borough Market, I've discovered they've made a sign about me. There we go. The ginger pig. <laughs> Since 1998, I think they're being generous on the age there. Yes, are you going to eat that? Would you eat that? I, I absolutely would. I believe that meat is good for you, and I believe it's important to have a healthy and balanced diet. And I think meat is part of that. Yeah. There's a role for vegetables, but also there's a role for meat. Excuse me. I'm here from Talk Television. Do you want a piece of chicken? Come here. I'll, 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 I'll get to it. Oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. Do you want to ban meat from schools, hospitals, and nursing homes? That's bad because they need protein. Not everybody is a vegan. Some people like the meats. Do you think? No, come on, come on. Do you think? Look, I'll, I'll throw you the meat. I'll throw you the meat. Oh! 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 oh. I've dropped the meat. I've dropped the meat. Uh, Boris has claimed that Vladimir Putin threatened to kill him with a missile. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are we laughing? Uh, I, just find it, I just find it unbelievable that a world leader would threaten another world leader like the U in the UK with a missile. Uh, have you heard of Putin? Yeah, I've, yeah. Heard, I've heard of him, but, you know, we're connected to NATO. I don't think they'd want to pick a fight with us, with the Americans and the rest of Europe on the side. What? Ukraine is an easy target. They've got no backup. I'll, I'll, tell you what made, I'll tell you what made me laugh about Vladimir Putin. He sort of takes the TV. And, and look, he's becoming more of a comical figure now, yeah. isn't he? Let's be honest. And he's sort of saying, if any British people come to Ukraine, they will be missile attacked. And then Boris spoke at the Ukrainian parliament live on TV <laughs> and, like, literally nothing happened. But, of course, the other thing that we've talked about multiple times on this show, and I have to repeat again, you know, you see Vladimir Putin, you know, taking to the TV, the, the Russian army is the strongest in the world, next to a fax machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quickly, yeah. quickly fax your troops. There we go. Just, uh, I will just stick in my orders to my troops. I mean, the best thing was that they literally had, they literally had soldiers in the field who couldn't communicate with each other. So they bought pay-as-you-go mobile phones from shops in Ukraine and then phoned each other. But of course, the whole thing is run through a communication system that understands voices. So literally, they're sat in Cheltenham at GCHQ going, oh, there we go. Andre Nabokov has just taken to his phone. Here's where he is. And they just missile attack them. The funny thing about this is, like, everyone is kind of clamouring to say that this isn't true by people in the media and stuff. And I'm like, you do get that you're now defending Vladimir Putin. Mm. And, like, watch them try to do the mental gymnastics to try and work out, like, who's I mean, the worst that's, in that's, their that's eyes. That's the great thing. We've seen, but we've seen this sort of thing before, haven't we? Remember when Google took Winston Churchill off their search page yes. on the grounds he was yeah. a racist but left up Adolf yeah. Hitler? Right? And you sat there going, you sat there going, oh, Boris is terrible. Uh, Putin must be right. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I'm not being funny. There's many things you can say about Boris, but of the people with Russian names mm. who's in the spotlight recently, he's actually probably one of the better ones. Yeah. But, uh, the, well, the, the thing is that this... Um... Uh, this like kind of phrase or whatever was done over a phone uh, over a phone call, but it's not in any of the official things that have been released. And I'm like, well, they're not really going to release like to the public. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're going to blow up the central London. I, I'm not being funny, but I'm pretty sure even like, even number ten comms team isn't that bad yeah. to allow that to be released. Well, they <laughs> weren't then. But... They were there. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, this, one, this one's a bit different. <laughs> but actually, this is quite a difficult question to answer in reality because. 
you know, when I was doing some bits and bobs for Ukraine and we, and we got threatened with a missile attack because mm. he said that if anyone who was British came into the country of Ukraine, they would receive a missile strike. And we had our distribution centre just over the border in Poland. But the, the one in Ukraine did get missile attacked about three miles away. Mm. So in, in a sense, it doesn't matter what Boris says. This is almost certainly true. Yeah. But ironically, the Kremlin then came out and said it was absolutely false. In fact, they even called Boris a liar. So in that case, is Boris Johnson the only British person who was allowed to go to Ukraine without being threatened with a missile attack? <laughs> Can you imagine the sound they're going, we must get Andre Walker. No, no, leave Boris. Boris is OK. <laughs> leave Boris. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not... Boris has been there. You know, you get actors flying... They Other love politicians it now, don't fly they? in, yeah. musicians, you know, Zelensky's giving out awards at the Grammys, he's, he's oh, he is, appearing yeah. on big screen at yeah. Glastonbury. Boris Johnson has claimed that Vladimir Putin threatened to kill him with a missile. Is it true or false? True. I'm going with yes as well, yeah. True. Yeah. It is absolutely true! Yeah. That was The Woke That Was, continues after the break. Welcome back to That Was The Woke That Was. <laughs> Students at the University of Sheffield have launched a campaign to ban trousers, ties and jock straps from the campus as they say they're overtly masculine types of clothing. Yeah, I'm just curious, if gender's just a construct, how can you have masculine clothes? Isn't the whole thing that you yeah. can wear what you want these days? <laughs> yeah. That was the entire point of it. But um, I happen to admit, I do know a few gentlemen that do wear some jock straps, and I wouldn't really say that they're the most masculine of people that I know either. But, uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? So, basically, what you're saying is you've seen your friends in their underwear and you consider them to I be go both to the gym and jock strapped. <laughs> No, you go to the gym. Yeah. No, I, you don't. I, I like to stay there. It's like a semi-weight, thank you very much. <laughs> you go to the gym. Which gym? <laughs> it's the one with the vending machine in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that serves chips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're totally right. I think it's absolutely shocking that I don't know whether this is true or not, yeah. because it could so easily be true. And it's very similar to some of the other trans... Um, I call it propaganda that's happening at the moment, <laughs> particularly in with students in universities. I think it could very easily be true, although yeah. I hope it's not. Oh, yeah, I hope it's not, but you're, I think you're right there. But on a serious note, we do have a, a lot of conversations now about school uniforms, don't we, about whether girls can wear trousers in schools and all the rest of it. Like, uh, this conversation keeps cropping up about um, what's the... Was his, the kids in Scotland wearing skirts mm. uh, to protest against because they couldn't wear shorts or something like that? You know, th this conversation is, is coming pretty quick, and I'll be surprised if we uh, don't have see a lot more of these kind of these stories cropping up. That, that's kind of all I'd add to that. Is it's quite nice to have a question about the restrictions put on male uniform. It's always what the females can't wear. And don't you know, I'm not some crazy feminist. Anyone who knows me knows that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just you know about how the female what they could wear at school is offensive and how it could distract other males. It has to, you know, you can't do spaghetti straps and skirts must be a certain length. So if this were true, I think it's quite nice to see some stringent measures <laughs> you, finally put on there. The I'll tell you what skirt. I love. I went back to my old college, Royal Holloway, and they have also taken action on statues, right? They've got a statue of a guy called Thomas Holloway who actually built the entire college based on selling dodgy potions that had no medical value whatsoever. He made an absolute fortune. They refurbished his statue. There we go. There we go. Rather than... No, don't, don't tear it down, refurbish it. He's a fraudster. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. They're not going to be bothered about it. He didn't own any slaves. He just ripped off old ladies. There we go. That's the level. That's the level we've got to. Anyway, so... Uh, students at the University of Sheffield, have they launched a campaign to ban trousers, ties and jock straps from the campus as they are overtly mas masculine? 
I can see this being I true. Can, I, I honestly don't know, but yeah, I'll, I'll defer to you. I think it could be true. Yeah, true. It's false. Whoa! Oh! So that's... That's Peter Emma down to zero points. OK, <laughs> so, so this is it. You're on 46, remember, you're doing well. You're doing well, Lacey and Charlie. Hot on the heels of her Wagatha Christie trial, uh, Rebecca Vardy is hosting a new show about Jehovah's Witnesses on Channel 4. <laughs> so, ultimately, because she did lose her court case, she and she had to pay, I think it was 90% of Colleen Rooney's um, legal fees. Bar bill. Basically. Uh, so that's amounted to just shy, I think, of three million. Whoa. Wow. So I'm not surprised that she's now taken a Channel 4 documentary on Jehovah's Witnesses to try and pay for some of those films. Surely she can live on footballers' money. She's still married, right? She can still live on Jamie Vardy's money. I've got no idea. No I, don't idea. Know, I don't know who any of them are. No, I'm <laughs> Colleen Rooney. And that's only because she's distantly related. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Andre. I've got absolutely nothing to add to this story because I don't know who any I of do them think, are. I do think, though, when I finally discovered what the Wagatha Christie trial was, mm. I didn't think it was brilliant, when... Basically, what happened was Colleen Rooney put every single person yep. on some sort of block, so the only person that could read her Instagram was Rebecca Vardy. Yep. And then she posted stuff that arrived in the newspapers. <laughs> now, I'm not being funny. That would, in of itself, have been a damning piece of evidence against Rebecca Vardy. But when they asked for her phone to be brought in evidence, she claimed she dropped it off a ferry and could not retrieve it. Uh, mm. I, I, th I thought it was even cleverer than that because she said when she did her big announcement, she didn't say it was Rebecca Vardy. She said it came from Rebecca Vardy's account. So she, oh. didn't, she didn't personally name her and it, so it couldn't be libel or slander. Because uh, she just said, no, it was the account that it came from, and I've got the factual evidence to prove that. So, so. so then, effectively, what Rebecca Vardy did by making a horse race out of it was effectively convicted herself. I mean, that's a big problem with these sorts of libel trials. Somebody does often lose, yeah. and it can be you. OK, so hot on the heels of her Wagatha Christie trial, Rebecca Vardy is hosting a new show about Jehovah's Witnesses for Channel 4, true or false? I oh. believe it to be true. Do you? Yeah. I think it's false. I mean, I'll go with you. You're the guest. Uh, well, you're the team captain, so <laughs> I'll... <laughs> Give you all the credit. No, you'll be a man. Take control. OK, I'm taking control. I'm going to say false. It's true! 100 points! <laughs> that, that's, that's because we hoped it was, we hoped it was false. OK, so uh, Tory candidates are being given lessons in white resentment, unconscious bias, gender identities and microaggressions before standing before par uh, standing for Parliament. Now, talking of microaggressions, you better answer this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they should be checking some other things before they start counselling them on that. Yeah, that's right. Thing, they're not, honest, worried, they're not worried about bullying and sexual harassment, but <laughs> microaggressions, micro yeah. you know, we're all good. Well, I, I, OK, so I do know quite a bit about this story because it's important to know that it's actually now been scrapped because there was a big rebellion from a lot of backbench Tory MPs that said it's demeaning and we're not doing it and we're just going to get rid of it. And I will give CCHQ that they, that they actually did follow through on that. It was a private contractor that was brought in. It wasn't mandatory or anything like that. But what it does tell you, though, is that when we're picking people to be members of parliament now, the criteria that we're going through and the steps they've got to go through are just so weak mm. and a little lax now. And I think it's one of the reasons that people are so fed up with politics and politicians is the people that are going through it and actually making it through the stages, they're not particularly good. Mm. Like the, but the aren't, aren't, is it, is isn't what's happening in every political party that you're surgically removing the people that are interesting? Yeah, that's the thing. They just want kind of 
like kind of bland, kind of what they call an NPC, like a non-playable character. Like mm. it is kind of ridiculous now that. Well, sorry, is that a real thing? It's a real thing. Yeah. 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 So it's in the video games and things like play characters that aren't you can't interact with or anything are called NPCs, and it's uh, it's, it's become a kind of phrase on the internet and yeah. stuff now to describe politicians and people like that who just have no personality, literally read a script and then disappear. Yeah. And, yes. and, and that's basically what. The, yeah, because effectively, effectively, rather than representing a community, you're just a front man. Yeah. Or the worst thing of all is, of course, in our system, and it's not the fault of the political parties, it's, it's, a, it's a, a feature of the system that you just want more numerically than the other side. It doesn't really matter who yeah. they are. Well, I just think some of these, uh, not just Conservatives, by the way, it happens in all political parties, yes. but some of the, some, uh, Chris Packett could win in some of these constituencies, so it really doesn't matter who they are. They can absolutely just have the most bland and boring person with no personality going and reading out the CCHQ lines to take, mm. and they all say the same thing on all parties. It's really obvious, and I think it's such a real shame because there are people who would be massively put off going into politics because of this. Most most members of the House of Lords though look like they've got a crisp packet for a face, <laughs> just sort of painted white. From, well, well, back in my day, I had a friend of mine in the, in the House of Lords, and he said that there's an expert in the House of Lords for everything. He said one day he walked in, there was about four people in there, and there was a debate about road humps, in which somebody went, "I did my PhD in road humps," <laughs> and he said the only time that they don't have any experts is on homosexuality and prostitution, where every peer stands up and goes, "Whilst I'm not an expert in this subject, my lord," <laughs> and that's how they start the speeches. So apparently yeah. those are the only two areas where nobody has ever demonstrated any expertise. Even the, the bishops? Even the bishops. Although, <laughs> although, although it, this, is, this is true, you can, this is true, you can look this up. There was a member of the House of Lords who during the legislation to legalise homosexuality was found in the toilet with a gentleman and claimed he was doing research for the forthcoming legislation <laughs> and was not charged as a result. That's amazing. Well, that um, is the best answer no. I've heard in quite some time. But yeah, the one that I just want to pick up what Em said there, this is across all political parties where they, this stuff is being um, incorporated into candidate selection. And I do think Em's is right. But there are a lot of other big red flags that we, we should be clamping down on before we start putting them through these kind but of Pete, the reality is it's probably only the Conservative Party that would have all kicked off about this and stopped it. Yeah. I bet you that in the Labour Party, I bet in the Lib Dems they love it. I bet that's the only thing they ever talk about. Oh, yeah. 100%. Apart from tuition fees. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's the thing you have to remember. In the Tories, it was optional to do. Right. But, I, like, but I, like you said, I'd be interested to see in the Lib Dems or the Labour Party if it's mandatory, if that stuff, so you actually, actually have to do it. So, actually, I've got a bit of a difficult problem now with the quiz because you're saying <laughs> that it's been dropped. So, the question, actually, <laughs> yeah. is this. Uh, Tory candidates are to be given lessons on white resentment, unconscious bias, unconscious bias, gender identities and microaggression before standing to for Parliament. You say it was true last week, but it is false now. False, yeah. Well, in that case, go for it. Is it's it false. true or false? False. It is absolutely false! <laughs> hey. And for a bonus thousand points, we believed it to be true, and you educated us. So well done. We work, we work really hard on these questions. Let me show you. So that's a thousand points to you, and you're only on a hundred. That was the woke that was continued after the break. Welcome back to that was the woke that was. A former diplomat has claimed that China can spy on millions of Brits using their fridges and light bulbs. Is mm. it true or false? I, that sounds a bit too far-fetched to me. And, you know, re to refer back to our friend in the James Bond film, it's, it does sound like something in a James Bond film. So I reckon that's probably a bit too, too but, past. But the thing is, Xi Jinping is such a loony that he probably would attempt to come up with light bulbs that could watch you. How would you do it? 
How would you do it? Well, I don't know. Just phone Huawei. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, do you know, I'll tell you, I've got... It's possible. There's no people, connection people, in a no, light switch. I, no, I'll tell you what, people sag off Chinese technology. I've got a Huawei phone, and do you know that this phone comes with free data backup in Beijing for life. <laughs> uh -oh. Everything you do gets backed up in Beijing, and you can, it's kept forever. Yeah. Isn't that perfect? <laughs> All free. It's cloud storage. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the thing. While, while we're joking about Huawei, like the government did say it was going to remove their, all of their kind of technology from our mobile communications infrastructure and stuff like that. We have to be really serious about these kind of stories. Like um, the way that a lot of the ch these Chinese companies work is like the the operate on the condition that the Chinese government can ask for any of the data at and any what, time. At any time, and one of these kind of like bits of tech. Hang was, on, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Didn't Theresa May want that to be the case in Britain? Yeah, so, yeah, so this thing, so it's going to be all removed by, I think it's 2027. But one of these bits of tech was found in a ministerial car. So, you know, so there is, it is possible that the Chinese government have been spying, listening to conversations in the backseat of a car, which God knows in, the, in our government at the moment, what that involves, mm. who knows? I, I, think, I think it is amazing with all of this because the Chinese always say about Huawei and other tech companies, they go, they are not owned by the Chinese government, that's nonsense. They're owned by the trade unions. There's no independent trade unions in China. They're all part of the state. Yeah. Therefore, yes, OK, it's owned by the shares, are owned by the trade unions, but the trade unions are owned by the government and the government's owned by the Communist Party of China. Mm. Done. Circular. Yeah. Easy. But that's why this just isn't a surprising story to me. Yeah. I mean, some of the biggest companies do use some of this tech that does come from China. Um, I, I, all the companies would skip my name apart from Tesla, which is one of the ones that scared me the most, <laughs> <laughs> frankly, because you've got all these eco-warriors going around claiming all these things. But... Um, and then ultimately, yeah. at any point, China can request these data from the communications yeah. and uh, it but, can be given what, at will. But what makes me laugh about all of this, right? You sat there and we're going, oh, we're so worried about all these governments recording our data and whatever. Mm. All governments ever do with data is lose it. Yeah. Right. Are you seriously... Look, I'm not in favour of government spying on you. I'm not. But the idea that the British government actually could take all your phone data and do something other than load it on a USB and leave it on the train to Catford, and it's just not going to happen, is yeah. it? It's just absolute nonsense. Yeah. I'd be worried about private companies who actually have some capability mm. doing it. The British government, the Chinese government, no. But I think the point is then that you can use that market things, stall information, etc., etc., and then be used for other further product yeah. releases. And you know, it's just another way of, of harvesting information and using it for a but consumer I think game. It raises questions about our data security in general. You know, as we move to a more digital world, like you know, we joke about it being fridges, but you know, I've got I've seen a fridge that's got Bluetooth. Why a fridge needs Bluetooth? I've yet to work oh, out. Oh, they went but... on about that when Bluetooth was first invented. It'll be able to order your dinner for you. Yeah. Has anyone ever actually? Done I know. That? Yeah. That Bluetooth <laughs> thing, which was. That revolutionised the world. The only thing I ever use it for is attempting to put on my music in taxis, yeah. and that normally <laughs> doesn't work. It, yeah. Oh, sorry, boss, it's not working today. <laughs> Bluetooth has been the biggest, the biggest disappointment since Liz Truss. Oh, 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 oh. oh that's no. a bit rude to Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. That's right. but, uh, All the lettuce. Well, yeah, going, going back to what I was saying, though, I think. We have to be really serious about data security now and how we move, operate online and as we, our lives move more online as they already are. Like, this, there is a serious element to this story at the back of it and mm. we don't really take it very seriously. OK, a former diplomat has claimed that China can spy on millions of Brits using their fridges and light bulbs. Is it true or false? <laughs> it is. Well, you guys have convinced me, so I think it's possibly true now. Oh, I think it's true. Yeah. It is absolutely true!
The Food Standards Agency has said that bringing cakes to the office encourages people to eat sugar and should be banned because that's as bad as passive smoking. I've been out and about asking people whether cakes should be banned from the office. Do you believe that it's bad to take cakes into the office? Uh, uh, yeah. Why? Because it, it helps people to eat more. Uh, sweet things and they put on weight and they... Hey, why are you looking at me when you say put on weight? Well, you know. <laughs> I've never really been into eating cakes and I was working in, a, in an office and there was definitely social pressure. The Food Standards Agency has said that people shouldn't bring cakes into the office on the grounds that they're unhealthy. Do you think cakes are a bad thing? No. Why not? Do you want one? You're, you're dead right, I'll do, yeah. Right, what flavour do you want? Oh, well, now I'm just the choice here. Um, if you eat just a small piece of cake, it does you wonders. And we have fruit filling in a lot of our cakes as well, in the centre of it. So it's delicious and it's not too much at a time. Do you think it's right that the Food Standards Agency wants to ban cake from offices? No. Why? <laughs> because people have a free will. I think they're very nice cakes. Do you want one? Yes, please. Go for it. Just the one. Okay, well, I wasn't offering you two. What if they say that you are, you do feel a social pressure to eat them? Then you're mad. Give me the cake and I'll tell you. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm Oh, can I have a sup of your can? Oh, fantastic. Cheers, mate. Oh, I've not had special brew in ages. Would you like a bite of my cake? No, thank you. Why not? It's tasty. Because your mouth is maybe dirty. <laughs> where do you think my mouth's been? Uh, you know where. On my face, that's all. <laughs> it's done nothing in my mouth. Let me see your eyes. Oh, my God, you've done so many bad things today. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small <laughs> Hello, would you like some cake? Yes. <laughs> bite, bite my cake. Bite my cake. Oh, there we go. We've lost it. Bit, bit more, bit more. What's in it? Bit more. It's nothing's in it. It's fine. It's good. Do you not like it? It's all right. It's not bad, that is it? Delicious. Thank you very much. Have a bit. Okay. Okay. O open the mouth. Uh, uh, yeah, go on. Oh, there we go. Well done. Oh, oh. Mm. It's all right, that, isn't it? Yeah, very, very strange, very interesting. Mm. Very nice, thank you very much. Thank you. I've got cake on my face, look at, look at that. Can you, can you get it off? I didn't see it. Can you just get it off? Get it off, just get it off. Oh, come on, just lick it off, it'll be all right. Lick it off? <laughs> oh, now you've, you've crossed the boundary now. <laughs> okay. If there was a bit of a tissue, I might think, but, but no. Well, I think it's fair to say that the good people of Ealing do not want cake banned in the office. And as they say in these parts, you can take our cake, but you cannot take our freedom! What's in it? Nothing's in it, it's fine, it's good, do you not like it? Well done. Very strange, very interesting. Oh my God, you've done so many bad things today. A trans prisoner in Scotland is demanding to be treated as a baby by prison <laughs> staff. The murderer now identifies as a baby and will be given nappies and have meals blended like baby food.
So I think that this could be true because I think that there was something about um, an, an, old, an older man going into a child's playground and saying that was because he identified as a baby and they had to get, go through some court process, I think, to try and get him to stop. So I think this could be true. Yeah, sadly, I know it, I know it to be true because... Um, <laughs> I know it to be true. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. It's like Darth Vader, is it? There's a pit looking your mind. You know no, it know. to be true. But because the thing that annoyed me the most about this story was the fact that the prison was going along with it. Like under the under this under because this is in Scotland. Like under their law, like they, again they have to kind of indulge this kind of fantasy and this kind of nonsense. And I'm just like, at some point, somebody in the it has to be a grown up and say stop. Like, just stop this. I, and, like, it, apparently, the this guy, or girl, whatever, has to have... A, a, he holds the warden's hand yeah. to walk around the prison. But, no, on a more serious note, I um, was talking to a, a trans friend of mine. She was basically saying that all these kind of trans lobby stuff, all this stuff is, is basically ruining her life more than, you know, any trans folk po probably could because she's being dragged into this and she's being used again to kind of push a message and push a political ideology that she just doesn't agree with. She's mm. just like, just let me live my life and leave me, leave I mean, me that, alone. That, that is true, though, Pete, just for a second. Let's just say this, that actually we constantly talk about the loonies within the trans community, mm. the loonies like Nicola Sturgeon. But we forget that there are actually plenty of people just going about their everyday lives who get besmirched by this. It's similar to it's similar to the situation in Birmingham a few years ago when they wanted to ban Christmas and call it Winterval and they blamed the Muslims mm. for it. And, like, mosques were getting attacked. The Muslims had said nothing. Yeah. But it was just a group of white people. But it's not some, it's the majority. The majority of trans people just want to go under the radar. The point that I'm doing this is I just want to be like you guys. That's yeah. it. They don't want a big, you know, I was going to be point on their head saying, look at me. I was, yeah. going to be, I was going to be trans when I went to Dubai. I'm not joking. Right. So in Dubai, as you know, it's incredibly hot. Right. So I thought, well, look, if you get up in the morning, you're a bit hungover and you want to go to the off license, which apparently is not as easy as I thought it would be in Dubai. <laughs> just just stick a full burqa on. You'll be fine. You wander around. You're, apparently it's illegal in Dubai for men to wear burqas. I think that's an act of discrimination. Yeah. I mean, I'm more concerned about the slavery over there. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but also the burqas were not good either. This, this whole story is so ridiculous. It kind of makes me think that Scotland is becoming a failed society yeah. or, a fa or a failing society. Because I suppose now, if you've got people pretending to be babies, men raping and pretending to be women and being put in their prison and being told they can't be put there because of Westminster pressure, if I went north of the border, could I identify as being black? Yeah. It's a serious question. It sounds yeah. flippant, but it's a serious no, question. No, I could no, go up there and I could say, I'm a, black, I'm a black woman. <laughs> and if you disagree with me, you're racist, yeah. sexist, Transphobic. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to give anybody ideas. But I don't know if you know that if you get stopped by the police, often they have to put down what your ethnic background is. But it's self-defining, so they have to get their their numbers right. If mm. everyone were to put down that they were a Vietnamese woman, then because there's so few <laughs> Vietnamese women in Britain, they have to stop like a thousand white oh. people in order to get the figures right. Yeah. I'm not saying no. that anybody <laughs> should self-define as a Vietnamese woman. Well, I have, I've done that before. I got. I got stopped. <laughs> no, I have. Seriously, hear me out. I got stopped in Nottingham. I was doing a gig in a hotel and I was lost and I was kind of going that way, then that way, and they thought I was drunk. I wasn't. But when they pulled me over and they finished the interrogation, the breathalyzer, everything else, they said, how do you identify? And I said, what do you mean? I said, what race are you? You white British, white Irish, black, Caribbean, African? I said, I said, is that a serious question? And they said, yeah. And I said, okay, we'll put down that I'm black Caribbean. <laughs> and they said, seriously, I said, well, yeah, if you, if you want to put that down, put it down. I said, but you know that I'm not, though, right? Yeah. And he said, we do, we do write our own um, assessment of what we think yeah. you are, but if you identify as being Black Caribbean, we have to put it down. And this was 10 years ago.
Is it true or false? Sadly, it's true. <laughs> Unbelievably, it's true. <laughs> well, I'm afraid as we come to the end of the quiz, I have to say to Emma Barr and to the lovely Pete Barnes, it has to be you that gets our prize of the week, which is the big book of LGBTQ positivity. And what it is, it's a, it's a colouring book for diversity and whatever. Unfortunately, so have that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I couldn't get the colouring pens because they uh, they were made in Britain and that would be against the woke agenda. So you've got, you've got some lovely made in China LGBTQ stickers. I also oh want God. to thank my other team, Charlie Sampson and indeed Lacey Butcher. Until next week, goodbye. <laughs>